season two of the Dietitian Collaborative. I can't believe I made it through season one. I'm so happy and so grateful for all of the amazing dietitians that I've been able to speak to, not only the past seasons, but this upcoming season. So spoiler alert, I record the whole seasons at once, but it allows me to do this, give an intro and tell you guys a little bit about what to expect for the upcoming season and to put this on blast if you really love it or to allow you to tune in when you hear an RD whose story really resonates with you. So that's why I love doing this. Season two is going to be a little bit different than season one of the Dietitian Collaborative. We are exploring RD's stories and rather than just focusing on their business journey, we're taking a deep dive into why they became RDs and how that's led them along their journey thus far. And obviously life happens too, right? So all of that coming together and creating the RDs that I've spoken to. And it's been really, really magical, really fantastic. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. And second, I'm adding in more solo episodes. I found that the most listened episodes this past season were not actually me talking to other RDs. It was some of the education pieces that I brought in. It was my solo rants. And I really, I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you for that feedback for me. And yeah, so I've decided to bring a little bit more of that into season two as well. But as always, if you guys have any suggestions, feel free to reach out. I'm here to listen. I'm here to, yeah, just provide a space where you can feel like you can do things differently. So that's really what this coming season and future seasons will be about providing a space and opening up a space for others to share their stories as well. So without further ado, let's hop into the teaser episode of season two. Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian. I really want other people to, to know what it feels like or what really to open people up to the possibilities of what it can be when we grounding our own values and who we are as humans, who you want to be as a human, the world you want to see, the business you want to build, the difference you want to make and start there, like start with that and end with that. It's an ongoing process. But yes, versus that real pressure to be these versions of ourselves, to, you know, achieve somebody else's goals, somebody else's dreams for us, somebody else's definition of success. And so that is, yeah, that's like, that's where, I mean, that and also like. Jordi Henderson, accrediting practicing dietitian. Yes, absolutely. I'm really interested in bringing other disciplines and different modalities and things into our dietetics work. It's, again, I'm not sure what it's like overseas or in the States, but in Australia, it's definitely very clinical based, the dietetics world. And now I'm realizing through people on social media and just opening my own mind up that it doesn't have to be that way. And there's actually endless opportunities for us to not just collaborate with other dietitians who are doing awesome things, but collaborate with other disciplines. And for me personally, finding what else I want to add to my own practice and what I'm doing online as well. Abby Gelman, chef and registered dietitian. Well, I remember all the numbers, which is my job. I love it. (laughs) So we convinced today's dietitian to let us, they offered us one webinar and we said, how about four? And I think that they didn't 
expect it to do as well as it did. We had for each of the four webinars, we had 2,500 to 5,000 people tuned in live. Shit, guys. And then they keep each one up for a year and we had over 25,000 replays or something like that for all of them. Epic. So (laughs) as soon as we saw that, we were like, well, people clearly want this information. (laughs) So what else can we do? Julie Lopez chef and registered dietitian. So similar in certain ways, but then we're so opposite in other ways. Like <laughs> this morning, for instance, I woke up to 10 text messages from Abby. Yeah, and I'm up early. My, I have like slower mornings than Abby. <laughs> Abby's like up and ready to go. And I'm like, I'm a night owl. I will stay up and do a lot of work. So <laughs> it's just like in that yin and yang kind of thing. So you have to know the other person's workflow too. And understand like it will get done, but we're just in different yeah. frame of minds for certain things. <laughs> Julia Zashevsky, registered dietitian and founder of The Freelance Dietitian. I realized I was just making all of my professional decisions out of fear, Mm. you know, fear of failure, fear of not making people happy, fear of everything under the sun. And eventually it just wore me down. Like I was so unhappy inside, so unfulfilled. And I just was like, you know, making decisions out of fear is not sustainable And it was just like, honestly, I do think it was like killing me slowly. Like I was so unwell, like so unhealthy. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, I need to pivot and make a change. And so having that clarity, like, I don't think a lot of people ever get that. When do you have two years out of a toxic workplace, but still working and have a chance to think about, okay, what else can I do? Like that was a real gift. Kirsten Screen, registered dietitian. My dream job, and this, this is, I'm going to summarize this in a couple of words, right? My dream job, one is freedom. That that's my, that's my value cornerstone freedom, but two is transformation and impact. Like I didn't want a job where it's like, I can do a bunch of stuff and I have a bunch of freedom and I get paid for it. But it's like, the reason I started this to begin with is because somebody treated me like shit. And as a result, my health declined and I thought I was less than or less than capable. Right. And I didn't want that for the people in my world. Like I truly genuinely am invested in the transformation of every person that enters the Your Fitness Dietitian space. Stephanie Notoris, accredited practicing dietitian. It just really made me understand that I needed to slow down. I needed to ask more questions and I needed to have communication tactics that got people interested. Yeah. It's almost like, I know people hate the word selling, but you need to you need to sell the purpose of why someone should change because, and this is what I really understood at the end of my, my degree that people don't come to us thinking, oh, nutrition is going to change everything in my life and improve it. And I'm going to meet all these other external goals. They don't think like that. Stacey Mitchell. RDM. And that was the whole point of it. You know, if we got in like jicama, I showed them how to cut it, yeah. what it was like, and then we would taste it just plain. Yeah. And then we'd put it in this beautiful salad with edamame and corn and lime juice and all that kind of stuff too. So we would kind of take it from step to step and then hopefully for them to try it too. I remember one of my kids cooking camp camps as well. Uh, we did black bean brownies, which you know, everybody's seen black bean brownies, but there were kids that would go home and be like, okay, and kind of do their own cooking class. Like their moms would come oh, back wow. to me and be like, she had her own black bean brownie little class that, that she did too. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Orly Vector, 
MSRD. It would be nice if I could be like, yeah, and then I landed on like, becoming an entrepreneur and everything was fine after that. But I, it wasn't like I, it took a lot of exploration and trying different things. And I taught at a local university, which, which I enjoyed. I did enjoy teaching, but yeah. you know, and then I ended up starting my first online business, which was the skincare dietitian. And I did that while I was still working full time in oncology. So I did the skincare dietitian for a couple of years. I grew that business. I ended up uh, leaving the outpatient oncology clinic after having my son. That was sort of the plan all along was just like to never go back there. Yeah. And we're lucky in Canada because we get a whole year off for maternity leave. So I had that time with him, but also to really focus on uh, growing the skincare dietitian business. So I did that for a couple of years and then I just started feeling pulled to help other health professionals. Joyce Farah Adura, PhD, MS, RD. You know, nutrition for substance use. I got a mentor, which really helped. Yeah. And I recommend this to anyone. Make sure that you know what the next steps would be. And the best way to find that out is to get a mentor. It might be working with a coach might be working with a mentor, just having someone that can shed some light as to what would be the best way to get to where you want to be. Absolutely. I cannot highlight that enough. I have had a mentor or various mentors throughout my whole, uh, I guess, academic and now professional career, and I just cannot emphasize it enough. Anne Elizabeth, registered dietitian. There are very few jobs that I think allow that flexibility when you're employed by someone. Absolutely. And that's why I think when it comes to like, if you kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit, it's like that, it kind of helps you figure out, well, do I ever want to go out on my own? Do I like working for someone? But I do have that flexibility either way. And I think it's kind of either a great stepping stone to your own, you know, private practice, or maybe it's the place you want to be in for the rest of your life. Either way is great. If you have that, like you said, that flexibility to kind of pursue your passion. Kara Holton. Registered dietitian. Yeah. So it's transformed a lot, actually. Yeah. I started with like, I'm going to do recipes. I'm going to do local restaurant reviews because we're going to be at different stations. It'll be so cool. And I mean, that's fun. It was fine. But like, didn't felt like feel like I was really helping yeah. people. So I started thinking about like, what do I do that I'm good at that I could share with others? And that's meal planning and meal prep. And so just like with anything nutrition related, it's so individualized. And I feel like anytime I looked at anything online that was meal planning or meal prep related, it was like, here is your meal planning 101 guide. This works for every single person in the world. Congratulations. It's free. Nicole Cuoco, chef and registered dietitian. So, you know, went through all that stress. That was, that was the one that hurt the most that I didn't get into. But I also, you know, in hindsight, didn't apply smart. Like I didn't apply to colleges where I actually had a, a fighting chance to get into B I could afford. Thank God I didn't get into NYU. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about student loan debt, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So the third time around I interviewed around and I met with program directors and I did all the right things that I should have been doing from the beginning, you know, reaching out, asking questions, stuff like that, going to see the place. Yeah. I landed on Lehman college just by chance. And I had a wonderful experience. Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. Helping others with their health and people need help with their health. So, you know, if I can even just share in a messy way what I know and what I've learned, then that's better than not 
them not knowing any of this information at all. So naturally, like students in the class were like, hey, would you mind if we just like went for coffee and I could like pick your brain? I had a lot of pick your brain conversations (laughs) when I first got started, which was totally fine. So I probably did pick your brain sessions for like half a year. And then I did like a $200, like four hour session where I would like give them everything they could do to start their business. And then that developed into um, running workshops about starting your business. And now I have an online program for that. Katie Dodd, registered dietitian and owner of the Dietitian Side Hustle. It just breaks my heart when I see older adults who save money their entire life, they retire their golden years, right? Yeah. And then for those who become malnourished, they lose weight unintentionally, they lose muscle, they fall, they then become dependent on others and their quality of life suffers. And during this amazing retirement season, it's not what they envisioned. And recognizing that nutrition has this amazing, amazing power to help them make the most of their golden years. So a lot of it was this passion and fire in me. I'm like, I need to tell more people about this. I need to educate more people. And a blog gave me the platform to reach more people, but also to make money and build my own business. Shannon Costello, RDN. I was teaching cooking classes for a different company and I loved the culinary nutrition side of things, and I saw a huge benefit in how that hands-on skill and practice and adventure that you go through in the kitchen impacts, you know, the way you view food, the relationship you have with food, and your ability to achieve any goals that you're striving forward with um, when it comes to your health and, you know, building a healthy relationship with food. Krista Co. RDN and owner of the Dietitian Success Center. You know, it sort of, t- it took about six months to like really go from that idea to the actual real living product thing. Yeah. And at the time, because my business before was called the Dietitian Project. And so at the time I had the Dietitian Project podcast. And so for the one year anniversary, I sort of went back and I listened to, I had done a series of three podcast episodes that were just talking about, I did these three podcast episodes episodes for one in order to like educate and help people understand what DSC was and what it was going to be. Yeah. So it was very much like a marketing tactic, but then also just as like a, you know, here's the real life, what happens in building a business and just sort of what it, what it actually looks like, Yeah. which is always what I try and do. I, I want to give people that real life insider's perspective. Jessica Sertikoff Romola registered dietitian. It doesn't start in school. It starts when you're a baby. This is, you know, we can criticize the academy all we want. And I do. um, And it's deserved. But (laughs) the academy is just a microcosm of the larger society. It's a product of its environment. So when we talk about like power dynamics and the fact that we've only learned to exert power over other people, it's no surprise at all that we don't know how to collaborate and we don't know how to work with each other without being threatened by one another. Danielle Bublitz, MSRD. Sometimes numbers can be very triggering for people. And so what I've tried to do instead is more of a visual plate. So rather than having like, okay, well, if you have three fourths cup of this and you have five grapes, it's like, instead of doing like very specific numbers, it's kind of like a more general. And I know some people may say like, well, then you're not going to get an accurate bolus dose. And it's like, you know, 
Sometimes we can calculate it correctly, give ourselves the exact amount, and your blood sugar still may not go to the place you want it to be. Emily Krause, RDM. A lot of them actually are aware of it, which is really wow. awesome yeah. that they're reaching out for help, which I would say is a huge, I feel like that's a huge win with how our just our society has progressed because we didn't really talk about like disordered eating at all. And yeah. now like it's become a lot more common conversation. I would say actually the people that I work with that don't really realize that they have any issues are actually individuals in their like 40s, 50s. Wow. Because it's been ingrained in their mind for so long and they like typically have a history of chronic dieting and they like tell me, I've heard actually multiple times where they're like, Emily, I know you're coming from a good place and you want me to help me work on my relationship with food, but just mentally I'm not there. I'm so fixated on weight loss something like that so it's actually very interesting to me because it seems like the people who have been in that space for so long they've grown up with it and it's yeah. kind of been a lot of their entire life where they just this is what they know lauren sharp registered dietitian yeah there's so much that goes into it because i don't want to be this person that acts like you know, it wasn't stressful and there wasn't like, there was times where I'm like, we're not making ends meet this month. Like what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. You know, not always um, cupcakes, ponies and rainbows, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but at the same time, you know, trusting that I'm a big proponent of just like consistency and taking the data of like what you've done, what's working, what's not and amplifying it. But to be able to yeah, do what I loved and, you know, the, the money kind of follow to an extent. Cause I hate when people say that where it's like, as if there was like no work that went into it, but yeah. there was a lot of thought, a lot of coaching, a lot of investing. And I think when I, cause I did one-on-one coaching and then I went into group coaching and that was, that was just it for me. I am obsessed yeah. with group coaching. Not recorded yet, but I will be chatting with Shelby Banks, MSRD as well. Really looking forward to that conversation. To my fellow RDs out there, I hope that this is helpful. Listening to other people's stories, gaining a better perspective on just everyone's journey in becoming an RD because our journeys make up who we are and the people we serve and the impact that we have. So that's really that's really my goal with this, to bring our field closer to show people that we are probably more similar than we think and, and that it's okay to collaborate, to work with other RDs, to work with other health professionals, because in the end, we all have a very similar goal is to help our clients, to help them feel better. If we're working with fellow dietitians, to help them succeed in a certain way. So come into this with the mindset of elevating each other, lifting each other up and not only being the best dietitians that you can be, but also how can we put our best fit forward in our field, in our industry, so that we can make a greater impact in a way that is collaborative, not competitive. Cheers to the second season of the Dietitian Collaborative starting this coming Thursday. Chat with you then. Ciao.